Welcome to the TACT Talks podcast, uh, a place where some of the most innovative and fastest growing companies in the Northwest are telling us what they're up to and hopefully imparting some wisdom on people looking to pursue a career in technology. I'm joined today by Mike Cullen from iVendi. Hi, Mike. How are you doing? Hi, very well. And yourself? Good. Yeah, not bad. Not bad at all. Um, I, I've been told I sound very radio-y on this, so um, <laughs> sorry. If it, Smooth cause... FM. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, no, I think just to kick us off, um, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and, and what you're doing at the minute? Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, my name is Mike, as you mentioned. The... My remit is talent and recruitment, effectively. So um, I was kind of brought on on board to kind of help uh, really kind of identify and, and own kind of what we're doing from a recruitment perspective and really kind of give that some focus um, because we knew that we were going on a huge kind of recruitment uh, kind of drive, really. So that's always been the plan and we're kind of in the in the heat of it at the moment, really. So it's a yeah, really exciting time at the minute. Amazing. Cool. And so your title at the minute is recruitment, recruitment manager, Evan, is that right? Uh, talent and recruitment manager. Talent and recruitment manager. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. So you've had quite an uh, an extensive career and varied career, if uh, judging from your LinkedIn. Uh, <laughs> we've talked about it before. So could you t- tell us, I guess, your, your journey to where you are now and what you've been up to? Yeah, yeah. So the, the natural career path for someone in HR and, and recruitment. Early days, I actually joined the um, armed reserves uh, and then went full-time um, as a kind of a, yeah, a full-time reservist um, in the REMI, but the, the worst kind of army mechanic in the world to kind of <laughs> realise that I, I'm not technical whatsoever. Fair and fairly quickly within that kind of stint, I then kind of joined the rec- recruitment team. Um, so looking at the kind of exhibitions and taking the wagons to different events and stuff like that. And right. that was the bit that kind of, I probably excelled in a bit more than actually being on the tools. Um, so I kind of p- picked that up a little bit. Um, yeah, did a bit of a stint in the kind of police afterwards as a uh, custody detention officer and stuff like that. So, yeah, just kind of a, yeah, a bit of a bit of a varied career, um, kind of very different things, kind of quite public sectory kind of things. And then I kind of I, I come out of the uh, police um, after a, after a little while. I was there for about eighteen months, two years, um, just with a view to kind of getting some kind of commercial. Um, a kind of awareness and kind of commercial experience and then there's a guy who approached me who was uh, looking to kind of recruit ex-forces and get them into they had a training academy to get them into recruitment so it was oh, like cool. a, a rec to rec kind of model um, and because obviously I had a, a bit of a military background although it's not a you know an illustrious 20-year career um, I had an understanding of it and then the recruitment piece he'd kind of picked up on that and that was kind of joined up the dots for me so I'd never really looked at going into it I'd never really kind of you know thought about you know being a recruitment consultant a commercial recruitment consultant but I did that for a little while and then realized placing trainees is is great but kind of wanted to to broaden my horizons really so kind of moved into the into the digital and tech space um, with a company called searchability and then did that for four years and then kind of I think that the bit that was missing for me was really kind of seeing once you'd place people in how they developed and, and grew um so that was the bit that i kind of the, the bit that i didn't hadn't had any exposure to initially um and the bit that i wanted to kind of then see for myself really and that's why i kind of chose to go in-house uh with ivendi um and then yeah not looked back ever since really wow that's amazing and how long have you been at ivendi for now just under two and a half years now until brilliant so yeah so enjoying it and obviously yeah <laughs> yeah 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 no really enjoying it you know, kept busy all the time. I think that the key bit for me, you probably see it on the, on the careers page and stuff, sure. is when, you know, you, you've got ideas and, and you get kind of 
absolutely great. You get the backing from them from, you know, right from the top mm -hmm. um, and you can kind of run with that. So that kind of autonomy and flexibility to kind of do things the way you want to and not having someone breathing over your shoulders is a key bit for me, especially when you're learning. Sure. And especially when you're kind of picking out, you know, picking up new skills in a new kind of area with, you've got the recruitment element that I was brought in to do and then I've kind of taken over the HR um, side of things as well, which is kind of a natural transition as well. Um, and that kind of links into my kind of formal learning through CIPD and stuff like that. And it's all kind of, it's been a really good experience and an intro into, I suppose, the, the HR world, which is, I, I know recruitment quite well, but it's the HR bit that um, I'm kind of learning and have been learning over the past two years uh, to get myself kind of, you know, up to speed and knowledgeable on it. Incredible. That, that sounds like just a kind of a running thread through everyone that I know who works at Ivendi. And after meeting, meeting Richard, the, you know, one of the co-founders and the, the COO, he's he's so passionate about, you know, training people up and developing them and, and and almost like allowing them naturally like water to go into the place they want to. Yeah. It's quite cool. Yeah, no, I, I think definitely. And I think, you know, for those who are most successful at Ivendi and, and, and in a lot of organisations, it, it's about, I suppose, being proactive you know, spotting an opportunity, running with it for a little bit, kind of almost trialing it, you know, working out what they, what could work, what, what might not work and stuff like that. And kind of really kind of running with it initially, not, not for a, not for a long time, but, you know, saying, right, okay, here's, here's what we've got here. Here's what I think we, we could do and come, come back with a solution as opposed to just identifying the problem. That's the key bit, really. I think that, that kind of the more successful people do, a little bit better um, and what works really really well with an Ivendi so if you've got uh, an initiative or something that you want to push forward go out trial it first start to do some kind of you know a little bit of digging around it um, and then come back and say do you know what I've started to do this this is what I think it could do and then you will get back in 100% for that but also on the flip side if you you know if you spot something and you've got a solution for it be prepared to run with it as well because yeah. if you've identified it then you know generally you're probably the best person or the best place to uh, to be able to kind of run with that as well so um, yeah, watch what watch what initiative you come up with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because what you wish for. Yeah, yeah, that's so many people that we speak to who are looking to leave jobs, and especially with engineering, is not having that freedom to, um, you know, ideas not being listened to, or the freedom to run with stuff or whatever. And and again, you know, speaking to people at Ivendi, that is definitely, um, definitely part of your culture and and <clears throat> what you, you know what you push. Exciting times for Ivendi, definitely. Could you tell us a little bit about what's going on at the minute? And yeah, yeah, yeah. So we've got. I suppose a couple of things going on at the minute. Um, we've got, I suppose, the internationalisation piece, uh, which is, uh, I know, kind of uh, Dan's been kind of talking about that, you know, in a lot more detail, but the, the trials and tribulations of, you know, scaling out, a, you know, a tech platform, um, you know, across multiple countries, multi-tenanted, um, multi-region. Um, so there's the nuances and the kind of accelerator weeks that we've had around that and, you know, the kind of the excitement around new tech and, what we're going to be doing. Um, there's the excitement with, I suppose, the scaling up, um, but a little bit of nervousness as well, because I think everyone's slightly apprehensive because as soon as you go through that um, kind of scaling up phase, there's always that worry that you're going to go through a load of growing pains and it's going to be really uh, difficult and stuff. But that was obviously part of the reason for bringing, you know, Dan on board and, and, and taking a pragmatic approach to it. We're not going to move too quickly with it mm -hmm. um, because we've, just learning from every other company and, and partly you know what Ivendi's done in the past is when they've grown out quite quickly is about having the right kind of um, you know structures and people in place to make sure that that is 
as painless as possible. There's always going to be teeth and pains, but that's going to be a really exciting time as well. Just bringing on, we've got some amazing, amazing people in Ivendi, but it's bringing on other people as well who are on their kind of, you know, level, yeah. wavelength and can, you know, really kind of add value. Um, so we've kind of set the bar high, um, but they're welcomed with open arms once they're, once we've kind of identified them really. Yeah, we've, you know, I think from an engineering point of view, some of the people you've hired recently uh, are some of the best techies in the Northwest, like 100%. Um, and Dan, you know, and, and as you mentioned, Dan, he's got a, he's got an eye for talent and he does attract very, very good people. And I think for any engineer coming into, coming into um, the, the team at Ivendi, it's an exciting environment to be in 100%. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Lots of talented people, lots of creative ideas, lots of kind of different ways of doing things. Obviously, typically best of breed tech. Um, and obviously that kind of definitely does help. But yeah, I think it's just, it's an exciting time all around. There's lots of new products. There's still lots of, you know, technical debt and BAU stuff that we need to do, but we're identifying it. We're kind of paying that off, um, you know, kind of as we go through this as well. So as part of um, the £17 million um, reinvestment from the kind of company's profit. So they're reinvesting in, back into the business. We've got kind of 12,000 dedicated, uh, 12 million, sorry, uh, dedicated to new product development and five is kind of a BAU. Um, so we've actually got a decent chunk of that, you know, to try and pay off some of the tech debt that we've accrued over the past 10 years, um, 11 years now. But yeah, I think that that kind of pragmatic focus as well, you know, even down to where we're budgeting and where we're focusing, you know, the, the, the finances as well, because obviously that's what kind of keeps things ticking along, um, shows that we're trying to do it, well, we are doing it in the right kind of scalable way, in a measurable way, um, to make sure that we're not just kind of running at all the new shiny stuff and forgetting everything else and everything else falls over, you know. Sure. So I think that hopefully, you know, kind of gives you some kind of um, security in 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 the knowledge of we're doing things in the right way um or as, as best we can you know yeah absolutely and and you know an interesting point again i think especially for if we're getting someone like you on the podcast i think it's interesting to to discuss how i guess the challenges that come with with hiring so quickly and so aggressively yeah um and i think you mentioned one of them there that you know the growing pains you, you do get yeah. i mean how how do you counteract counteract those when hiring so many people yeah i, I think one of the ways that we've kind of identified to try and ease that pain and really i suppose kind of get people up to speed more for more for their own sake uh, is to is to really kind of focus on the onboarding process so we've got kind of the onboarding process doesn't change from um people in uh, administration marketing sales um software engineering design product management whatever that may be we have the same um kind of bedding in uh, process effectively so people gain the understanding across the business so they kind of understand who who our customers are and you know how they how they come through why they come through what you know what's the competitive landscape and stuff like that they kind of cover all of these different elements and go into detail then about our kind of different kind of product areas um, and we find that is really quite refreshing uh, you know for a lot of uh, people who we onboard they kind of still don't know why people buy the stuff and who their end customers are and how it all works because they kind of really get siloed within their particular area and it doesn't have to be from a technical point of view it could just be in you know in in, in marketing it could be yeah. you know support whatever it may be understanding how the business operates and having that kind of you know commercial understanding and awareness really just helps right okay so 
the customer comes over there or, you know, this happens over this side of the business and that has a knock-on effect to me. It kind of helps that kind of contextual thinking, um, which hopefully should should help people uh, overall. But yeah, it's that really kind of good and thorough bedding process and onboarding process. So they kind of, they understand and they know about Ivendi straight within the first kind of couple of weeks. Yeah. And then it's kind of more kind of on the job based off then kind of, you know, pairing up with people from a, you know, a tech perspective and tech point of view, getting involved in the kind of stand-ups and, you know, however that kind of team operates because they're all slightly different, but kind of getting those integrated into straight from the off, basically, into those kind of different um, different ways of working and stuff, you know, and getting kind of eyes on. So I think that that is, that is a key differentiator and a, and a key thing that we're always trying to improve. Mm. Um, but I think that's something that, that we do quite well to get people up to speed that we've had really good feedback on. Yeah. We did. Well, we used to kind of, I suppose, in the heat of the pandemic and in, in COVID and stuff like that. We we were remote, um, remotely onboarding, right? Um, but what we what we found was it kind of it still wasn't as good. You know, they, they felt great within that, and they were getting lots of knowledge and stuff. And then as soon as the computer was switched off at the you know at the end of the day on the first day, it was just like I'm still kind of just here working remotely and stuff <laughs> yeah, like yeah. that. Do you know what I mean? So it was kind of, that was, you know, some of the feedback that we got. So we've actually changed it now. We have kind of um, inductions, like two-day inductions over in our headquarters in Colwyn Bay. Of course. We obviously, it's all expenses paid. We put people up. Uh, so if they come over on the, you know, the day one, they'll be with us and it's a bit more kind of slow time. Then it's a bit more kind of manageable. Uh, and they go through and, and meet, actually physically meet the people in, um, in the different departments, so in the client delivery center, and in sales, in marketing, in uh, compliance, governance, risk and compliance, and they kind of meet them and, and forge those relationships that hopefully then, if they need to speak to them, especially from a you know a, a support uh, route, you're looking at kind of second and third, uh, first and second line support that then goes up to escalates into the uh, development teams. So you're looking at well, yeah, th- that could be a key relationship for, for for some people, especially within software engineering. So knowing that. Ian, who heads that up, is a really approachable, lovely guy. Or share all the knowledge and information that he can with you. Mm-hmm. It just makes it just makes life a little bit easier for them, and hopefully, then people feel more comfortable to then reach out as and when they need to. Then, because it, that's not the you know the, the be all and end all. That's not the, where it stops. That's just the start of the relationship with across the different stakeholders within the business. You know, yeah. So that kind of process hopefully works. What well, we think it works really, really well, and and the feedback that we've had is. Not a lot of other organisations are doing that. I, I literally, I was just about to say the same thing. I think we work with some companies that, um, that yeah, I think that that's where they go wrong is those first week, that first week or even first day. The person on the board is so important because I think people don't realise, especially when you're like a you know a recruitment manager or a talent manager or you know whatever, because you, you you're getting so many people started in the business, you forget how much of a big deal it is starting a new job and it's scary it's terrifying you know um you're going into this big group of people you're the outsider you're going into this big family and i think yeah that that um overexposure the two first days just getting them embedded it, it must be so valuable because they, they've like binged out on it then and you know what i mean they've got to pull the plaster off and it's done yeah yeah no definitely and, and, and i think as well it's you know it's testimony to the, to the people that we've got and you know sharing that information and the knowledge and you know i think that's when people start to to see you know over and above the interview process, how passionate our people are in, and kind of you know how interested they are in, in doing what they do and, you know, providing value to the business, but also that kind of continuous improvement um, kind of piece across the business as well. Everyone's open to feedback. There's no kind of closed doors. And that, that's, again, straight from the kind of senior leadership team and stuff like that. 
everyone's super approachable. Um, you meet the owners and stuff. Typically, one uh, if one of them's over there as well. But um, typically, uh, Rich is over there in the Common Bay office, so you get that kind of face to face. So you get to meet kind of the, I suppose the key people at that kind of sea level within the organisation. So I think it can only be a good thing. Um, and I think people generally tend to focus on the job, the job, the job. But then that kind of contextual value around that is is key, and that will you know kind of help people be more valuable and can contribute more not I say I say more quickly in some ways than than others um but yeah we're, we're not just focused on this is the job we're more focused on what are we trying to achieve um and we've done that kind of more more recently through uh OKR so um objectives and key results nice. uh, which is just kind of a, a way of kind of I suppose spreading that alignment and kind of having that um kind of communicating what the objectives are and what every kind of team departments are striving to do and stuff like that to have that kind of oversight and, and kind of view on how everyone is how everyone is kind of pulling together in the right direction I think sometimes that even though we know that we are just having you know some of the missions and kind of objectives around what we're trying to do and what each how everyone fits into that is just a really good visual to to, to know that we're all pulling in the right direction. Absolutely. And coming into a, a lovely office in Colwyn Bay and seeing some of the co-founders walking the floor. Yeah. That's got to, you know, give you some, um, yeah, insight into the kind of company it is. Yeah, definitely. Exactly. Bring your bucket and spade, uh, yeah. especially when it's sunny over the <laughs> summer and stuff like that. But, you know, it's just, yeah, again, something, that, you know, a little bit different that, you know, we we are kind of proud of being based in Colwyn Bay. That's where all of our kind of uh, more kind of operational and, and client uh, focused areas are but but again from the software engineering point of view we've got quite you know quite a few who, who do come over there's no you know owners other than obviously the induction um you know and, and a couple of kind of quarterly business updates and stuff like that where they can come over but other than that um it's just a really good space to, to come and hang out meet people forge those relationships um you know other than that obviously they can do it in manchester and stuff like that but this is an ivendi friendly space where everyone's on board with what you're doing it's not a kind of a a shared working space where you're kind of working on that particular thing again it, it pulls into that kind of holistic view of ivendi and uh, that kind of brings in that contextual thinking sure that we're uh you know, we're all pulling in the right direction yeah absolutely and again going back to you are growing you are growing aggressively which is amazing it's very exciting especially for someone coming in because i think that that's almost like you know, your progression's guaranteed because you're going to be growing and you know, responsibility is going to be given to you that perhaps it wouldn't be at other companies just because of the amount you are growing. Um, and I think what I've ended up doing really, really well, from what I understand, is that they they kind of get that there is growing pains with growing quickly. Um, and you've tried to counteract that a lot of times with the onboarding process being one of them. But also, last time we spoke, you mentioned that you've got a dedicated L&D uh, person. Yes. Yes, which is incredible because I think that's a lot of people put it on the job spot saying training progression provided, yeah. you know. <laughs> but um how do you prove that? But I think you have done. Yeah, no, definitely. I I think um you know training and and the learning developments and stuff like that is is an interesting one because I think generally a lot of companies kind of talk about it. Yeah. And I think it's 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 easy for I suppose when you're in startup mode because that happens naturally because everything's new and, you know, you have to just kind of pick up, you know, new different kind of things and, and bits of tools and technology and stuff like that because you're still forming what that looks like. So I think that is a 
is a, is a key part of it, but that happens organically and naturally. You don't need to have, you know, kind of 10% time or anything around that when you're in that kind of startup phase and startup mode. I think where I suppose I've only been at a lot of companies, you know, have been, it's then happened kind of intermittently in kind of pockets. So uh, for those who um, have had that kind of you know, focus and, and, and time to kind of dedicate towards their kind of learning developments and stuff like that, um, that's then happened intermittently. Um, some some teams more 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 than others. Some people more than others. Um, and I think what where we do see a lot of value in it. Um, so we decided to have a you know a real emphasis and a, and a real focus on learning development by obviously bringing on a, a head of learning development um, who's who's with us on a on a, on a part time basis initially. Um, but yeah, he's looking at kind of helping uh, me kind of yeah help kind of. The, the teams um and you're starting off with some of the softer skill stuff and the leadership management stuff but then that's going to kind of scope out to to everyone in Ivendi because we're looking at softer skills but also the hard skills training as well um and what that can do and and I think I suppose again for probably some of the most you know, successful people within their within their field but certainly as a, again within Ivendi they've kind of spent that time and, and looked at that learning development piece and they've kind of had an emphasis on their own kind of personal growth and professional development um, but we're kind of looking to really support that through uh, through the organization and really kind of drive that as well just so kind of I suppose everyone has got and everyone does have the same opportunities to do that but it's kind of reliant on their personality and where they're up to and all that kind of stuff we're saying well actually you know formalizing the the 10% time let's look at that and make sure that that goes across the business and and, and is meaningful and feeds in to the bigger picture on what we're trying to do um, and, 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 you know, adds value to, to their skill set, but also to, to, to the company and the products and, and what we're doing, you know. So yeah. it's having that kind of focused time, you know, it's all well and good just looking at stuff for, you know, for 10% of your time or whatever that may be. It's having that real focused time and it's having the um, the people to kind of talk through what they're looking at, um, how they're learning, how they're developing, how they do it best and, you know, really starting with some of the basics as well. You know, what kind of learner are they? What kind of, how do they learn best? Is it by doing, is it by kind of reading stuff and looking at stuff? Um, you know, there's multiple different ways of, of, of doing that. And that's kind of part of, you know, what Hector will be doing as a, a, you know, as a consultant into the business is kind of ensuring that that has maximum effect. Um, because I, I suppose every, everyone talks about, um, training developments and you know opportunities and all that kind of stuff you know very few to, to what i've seen kind of do it do it well um we're def- definitely on that path to doing it well but kind of humble in the way of you know we're, we're not we're not perfect on it just yet but having that focus on it will only will only improve it will only make it better it's incredible and i think one of the biggest points of contention for a lot of big hires in um, you know, in tech is that you are losing people, you know, the companies lose people quite frequently because it's tech and that's how the industry is. But someone like Ivendi, because you are investing in your teams, that's only going to retain people, you know, and want people to stay because, you know, when we, when we speak with people all the time, the reason they leave is because there is no, they feel like they've hit a ceiling or there's no room for them to grow or, or anything like that. And having a dedicated person like, an, like, um, what was supposed Hector. Yeah. yeah. Um, like Hector. Wow, they're going to feel they're going to feel like they're being invested in. They're going to feel cared for. They're going to feel like they're growing. So, why would you want to leave a place like that? Yeah, definitely. And I think um, I suppose churn and turnover is an interesting one within tech, isn't it? Yeah, you know I, mean? I think I think yeah, people again, you know, talk about it and stuff like that, and it's seen as you know a bit of a side step. But yeah, I think generally people look at um, churn 
as a bad thing, but I think you've got to look at the, and identify the reasons why you know people are changing. Sometimes there is that natural, um, you know, that that natural they've kind of been with you for you know three, four, five years, whatever that may be, six years, seven years, and there's just that natural. I want to you know look at something else. I want to work on a different text. I want to work in a new industry and all that kind of stuff. And I think that kind of healthy churn is totally different to a toxic churn where people aren't kind of feeling fulfilled. Get you know kind of getting what they want, you know, getting the support and all that kind of stuff, two totally separate things. And I think often people put them all in one one category. So if you've got four people who've left over the past three months and two of them have been with you for five years plus or th- four years plus, um, you know, and then the other two have only been with you for six months, well, it's, it's, it's kind of those two that you want to focus on because it, there is that kind of life cycle. Very, very rarely nowadays does anyone stay in a job for 20, 30, 40 years. And also, it, is it healthy to do that? Arguably not. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think the look, the different types of chain is, a, is an interesting one. And, and yeah, we're trying to you know, minimize and make sure that we're, we're not doing that for progression um, and, and training development, uh, kind of opportunity-based chain yeah. uh, over... They've had a great time, you know, they've learned a lot, they've kind of added a lot of value and they're now kind of looking for the next challenge. That's absolutely healthy and, and we, uh, yeah, the, you know, the vast majority of people, we kind of sh- shake hands and, and wish them the best of luck, you know. Um, and we genuinely kind of, all the team wishes them well and stuff like that. Everyone's kind of rooting for them because everyone's got that, you know, itch, they, they've got a scratch um, and it sure. might, it might, they might have felt like they've done that at a vendor, you know. Yeah, amazing point. Absolutely. Um and you've been, so you've been at Vendy for two and a half years. Two and a half years, yeah. wow, fantastic. So when you first started at Vendy, what, what kind of, why did you join at Vendy? What, you know, what sold you on the opportunity? Yeah. Um, so I, I think the key bits for me was there's so much potential. Yeah. <laughs> and But there's still quite a, quite a small-ish kind of company, but they're operating on a huge scale. So being kind of one of the market leaders within kind of automotive tech, uh, automotive finance tech. Yeah. And, you know, they were, I think they were about 80 when I kind of joined, um, you know, kind of split between kind of Coal Bay and then kind of the Northwest then. But yeah, it was just, it was more the opportunity. And I was just like, you know, so there's very, very few, well, co- every company will go through a, a period where they're at this kind of really happy medium um, where they've, they've done, you know, a lot of, I suppose not the hard work because there's still a lot of hard work to do, but they've they've got that track record. They've got that kind of stability and security and they've, they've proven. Um, they're not a kind of a, a unicorn you know, startup, which is, you know, just kind of happened overnight. But they've got still so much potential and so much more ambition uh, and, and so much more potential to, to do more. Yeah. And, that, and that bit for me, I was like, well, yeah, of course, I want to be a part of that because it's the it's the ideal, you know. Um, you know, it's it's the it's the benefits of kind of working for an established organization, but also the excitement of working in a in a startup kind of environment, you know. But we're kind of moving more from a startup to a, to a scale up, and that kind of interesting piece, that's typically what a lot of companies struggle with. So if I can kind of um, you know help Ivendi with that and be part of that, absolutely great. You know, it can only be. Going to be, you know, a, a great time for for me to then say, yeah, we're a, a global leader uh, within, you know, automotive uh, and finance and tech solutions, um, and I've been a part of that, and I've kind of got a small team um, that kind of helps facilitate that, and I've helped then develop people into the business and seeing them grow throughout the business um, from kind of 
I suppose, uh, you know, mid-level or kind of entry-level kind of engi- engineers, as an example. Uh, and now they're kind of seniors and tech leads and stuff like that further down the line. Yeah. Th- those are the key elements for me, which I just think, well, it's a, it's a, why, why wouldn't you? Uh, why wouldn't you want to join? Absolutely. And like I said, it's a fairly smallish, smallish company, really. Um, in the grand scheme of things. In the grand yeah. scheme of things. But, it, you know, kind of in the process of going over to Europe and and, and um, expanding over there. But Dan was telling me that um, you created a product for the German car market. Yes. And yeah, you yeah. voted the best. Sorry, I'm, I don't want to butcher this. What voted, <laughs> voted what? Sorry. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, uh, Auto, uh, was a, a is, a is a German car marketplace that we launched right. in October 2019. In, I think it was August or July or August time, it was voted the best used car marketplace by the German um, public, uh, which was, you know, a great accolade. It wasn't just from a a random kind of awards thing that was kind of sat alongside that we, you know, did a bit of sponsorship with or anything like that. It was actually by the people using it, uh, which was amazing, really. Um, And for it to not have been operating in that space for for that long. And, you know, there's other, um, I suppose, more kind of established companies within the German market. It was great to be fair. I mean, it was really, really good to get that kind of seal of approval, really. Um, but we kind of knew that with Engage, we've got uh, smart and intuitive vehicle search, and we've not seen anything out there globally um, that that is is anywhere near you know the, the complexity and the sophistication of it. So we knew that that was going to be you know a, a huge part of, of you know why that's been mega mega successful. But yeah, that was our kind of first dip in in the uh, dipping our toe in the waters into the European, the international market, really. Um, and it's it's been yeah amazingly successful and stuff, and it's just given us an appetite to do to do more. Um, and also, it's got a lot of eyes on from other companies, parents and sister companies like uh, Society General Group. Uh, they've got hundreds of subsidiary companies within them. Yes. You know, uh, this Yuhuda Auto was pitched when it first launched into uh, their kind of AGM, and there's lots of eyes on it. So you know, ha- having conversations about it with. Uh, other countries and stuff like that rich and james uh, and the um vps are you know in conversation um quite fluidly because we're now kind of a, a tier one supplier of um such a large group you know um so that just you know something like that you've done a lot of hard work in terms of the uh, the talks and the relationships and the potential side of things for us the key bit is just the delivery and getting the right people in the right places. And that's obviously why we're looking to grow so substantially. It's not a vanity metric. It's really to deliver on some ambitious, um, you know, kind of, you know, business targets, but, you know, an ambitious mission, an ambitious mission. <laughs> no, it, it's, and I think for anybody coming in, I think it's such an exciting time to be part of Avendi, just with everything that's going on. Again, the progression, the way you look after your, your staff, um, and again, met, met Richard, one of the co-founders, and he, he was so passionate about work-life balance and development. Yeah, I mean, that, that's one of the things that I wanted to actually ask about. Obviously, you, you've interviewed quite a few people for Ivendi, I assume, because yeah. you get involved in the process quite heavily, which is great. Um, for anyone out there, because we want to use this as an opportunity to help people who are either going to pursue, an, uh, pursue a career in tech or who are already in tech and maybe interviewing. Yeah. Any advice for someone who wants to pursue a career in tech or is perhaps looking for a new job? Anything that you've seen that really works? Yeah, I think a lot of people are kind of interested, especially when you look at entry level who haven't come through the traditional routes um, or haven't gone through one of the the code camps. Um, I think the key factor to, to, to really differentiate yourself is actually to start, you know, 
tech is, is one of them things that, you know, as in, especially in software and languages and stuff like that, there's so much free information and so many free resources out there. Mm-hmm. It's kind of, you know, YouTube and, you know, all these kind of other different mediums you can have a look at and start to actually kind of have a play with. You know, it's one of them things where you can create your own little project um, and kind of, you know, prove that and, and see if you actually like it, you know, especially at the entry level. Uh, if you've not been through traditional education, if you've not been through boot camps or anything like that, um, have a play with it. Um, you know, there are kind of yeah, Udemy and Pluralsight and there's all these kind of um, great tools and resources to actually kind of start to train yourself up. And that really kind of differentiates you from someone who's just saying, oh, I, you know, I fancy a career in software engineering. I've, I've read it. I'll, I'll, you know, I like the look of it. As to, well, actually, I've just got my own little project and I've started to work on something that I'm really interested about. X, Y, and Z technologies. Um, I really, you know, prefer the, the server side and the front end or, you know, whatever it may be. Um, so I think that really, so your own kind of learning and your own time and stuff like that will, will pay dividends absolutely. Um, and that's how, you know, uh, you know a, lot, a lot of people, uh, even, even people who are still in the, you know, who are in the industry of experience and stuff like that, that's still something that comes up in our kind of interview process. What do you do in your own time? Have you got any personal projects that you work on? You know, just really kind of, you know, piquing people's interest because, you know, the key people who are looking to, you know, do more, looking to find more solutions, looking to kind of challenge themselves, you know, they're, they've generally kind of either got an idea of what's out there and, you know, they're kind of active in the, in the tech communities and stuff like that, you know, or they're, you know, they're, they're not active in the tech communities and stuff, but they're really focused on, you know, uh, an internet of things project connecting up their own home and they don't want to use you know, Google assistance and all that kind of stuff to do it. So, we, you know, we've got people like that who've just kind of, you know, just created their own apps to sort out their own stuff. And that for me is just mind boggling. You know, I'm not technical whatsoever, but we've had, you know, people just create their own stuff, their own kind of energy efficiency apps and all that kind of stuff and smart home stuff like that even though it's not directly relevant to what we know we're not going into the hive space or anything like that but it just shows that kind of next level of kind of you know proactivity and intelligence and you know that kind of doing is 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 a key key part um that is you know for anyone who's looking to go into software engineering if you if you're not looking to go on one of the code camps for for whatever reason if you're not looking to, if you don't feel like you've got the time to go through and do the kind of educational route, go through the graduate uh, route and stuff like that, just start playing about with some some stuff, Google stuff, you know, just have a look at all the information out there and just find out what really uh, excites you about it, what the potentials are, what the possibilities are, um, and just see if you, yeah, if, if, if you enjoy it. That's the only way to, to describe it, really. A lot of industries and sectors, you can only get experience from, actually formally working within there tech's totally different you can just you know you can just you know have your, your side project start playing about with stuff it's uh it's really unique in that way where you can kind of get an insight into what it's like um without signing up and committing your committing your life to it so look at stuff in your own time is is, is a key thing and um, look at all the, the free learning resources to separate yourself from someone who's just kind of interested in it amazing Perfect. Wow. Okay. Great. And um, again, I'm, I'm conscious of time, but um, one thing that I always like to again, big on big on work life balance, I have Andy. Um, I think it's something I always ask candidates when I'm qualifying for a job, or I always, always ask hiring managers because it's a really good insight into yeah. the kind of person they are. And obviously, you get involved in the hiring process as well, so I think it'd be valuable for people who are perhaps looking at a job, I have Andy. When you're not at work, yeah. what do you get up to in your spare time? Anything you know? Anything noteworthy? 
Me, uh, me personally? Yes, yeah, yeah. Oh, right, yeah. okay. Um, what do I get up to in like, my personal time? Um, <laughs> renovating a house at the moment. So, yes, um, yeah. Yeah, so that takes up quite a lot of my, my current <laughs> spare time. Uh, just kind of restarted up uh, boxing. Um, nice. A um, little bit of badminton, usually going up kind of Movammer and uh, things like that, kind of going up for walks and stuff. Real? Um, generally that, and then eating out. The usual stuff. Yeah, having, having a couple of drinks, quite partial to a stout. Um, <laughs> nice. So, uh, any, any particular favourite? No, to be fair, because yeah. they all change over time. Yeah. Don't they? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like other than Guinness, it's like the stalwart of stouts. Yeah, uh, could do a stout podcast. But um, <laughs> basically, yeah, they all change all the time. But I just, yeah, very rarely do I find the same one time and time again. Unfortunately, it's like craft ales and stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? There's only a, a, a handful, a small handful that you can find in you know, different places and stuff. But yeah, I think that's, yeah, I wouldn't class myself as a, as a, as a stout connoisseur. It's not a, a you know, a full-time, uh, a part, even part-time probably. But yeah. Um, yeah, they're the things that I, I quite like doing. Uh, I, th- I think if you looked at, I suppose, the commonalities across the business, mm-hmm. the, I suppose, the golden thread in terms of, of hobbies and, and things that kind of connects people are generally food and drink um, and kind of nice places to eat in the kind of i suppose in the northwest you know in particular um you know and we've got kind of slack channels that kind of share the wealth and the information on that and the oh. kind of you know the little hidden pockets of uh, pizza places and all that kind of stuff uh, manchester's great for for food and drink uh it's amazing for that so we've got yeah that is definitely a common theme um you've got the usual kind of you know, sports elements and stuff i'm not a huge you know, football fan i prefer rugby myself but a big kind of football uh, kind of fancy league and stuff like that that goes through there as well but i think the, the other one's music randomly because I'm, I'm i'm not um musical whatsoever but we've got quite we, we could easily have uh, you know uh, a, quite a, quite a large scale live indie band with all of nice. the different musicians that we've got <laughs> especially the front enders for some reason but yeah creativity across, maybe yeah probably yeah. yeah across the business um yeah we've got quite quite a few really talented musicians as well and that's kind of what they do in their own time and um often when we're when we could, when we get together for a beer and stuff like that, they're kind of talking about music and different gigs and stuff like that. So that is is probably a common theme and a common thread throughout. Yeah, amazing. The, the team I've ended, but I'm absolutely no part of that. I'll, <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll do the triangle. Or yeah. We're not going to actually sing. I promise. All right. <laughs> yeah. um, amazing. That's brilliant, mate. Well, look, thank you for coming down. I'm really excited. No, to thanks see, for having me. Really excited to see the, the team grow over the next eighteen months. And yeah. Um, and yeah, great. Thank you. Awesome. Cheers, Jack. Cheers.